Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini-episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple-shot K-Cup with my guest, Martin McGovern. I want to do things a little differently with you today, Martin. Usually I start off with where my guests are now and we kind of look in the rearview mirror and and drive backwards. But instead, I'd like to start where you were when you graduated from DePaul University, where you got a, a BS in commerce with a major in marketing and a minor in art and design. Did you know what you wanted to do with those degrees or that degree when you graduated, Martin? I certainly thought I did. (laughs) I mean, I'm a career coach now. So I didn't even know that was a job back in the day outside of the career department at my school, which I actually had issues with. So maybe that played a role in, in my future wanting to fix things and get into this field. But When I was in college, I originally wanted to be a double major between marketing and advertising. I wanted both because they were separate degrees. One was in the business school and one was in the communications school. And at DePaul, the two schools are on different sides of the city. One's downtown and one's in Lincoln Park. So I would be running back and forth between the two with a notebook full of classes and schedules and trying to figure out, can I do a double major within four years? And both departments kept saying I would. And I'd go home and I'd lay everything out on the floor. And I was like, there's no way I can do this. And then I'd go back and they'd say, go to the other one, go to the other one, be playing phone tag between the two. And eventually, I just couldn't make it happen. It would have been over five years in in school. So I ended up doing art and design as a minor, which really played into my creative side. So I knew I wanted to be designing brands. I knew I wanted to be building marketing materials. I was part I was the founder of the with a buddy of mine, we founded the DePaul Marketing Association. And so I was pretty heavy into the marketing world and, and really excited about it at that age. So what was your first job and how did you get it? So my first job out of school, I did interning and things while I was in school. But my first job out of school was at Discover Card, Discover Financial Services. And I got it at one of our career fairs. So I went to every single career fair from freshman year till senior year. 
And I come from a family that's very focused on work. And I've been working on my resume for four straight years, probably way too much. And I got to a point where I was putting all of my design and marketing skills to work. So I had a, a personal website, which was fairly unheard of in 2009 and 10 for a college student. I had business cards that matched my website and matched my resume because I was a design student. I was overdoing it. And but that's what worked. I, I went to the career fair. I had my resume put together. It was... If you actually zoomed in, I had like custom bullets that I had designed with like a little bug. It was too much. It was far too much. I spent way too many hours on it, but I was an RA, so I had nowhere to go. I was stuck in the dorms all day. And so I was at the career fair and I talked to all the different companies. And I was walking out the door and the last company I passed was Discover Financial Services. And I handed them my resume and I had my business card stapled to it. And the woman, Ronick, was amazing. She saw, she looked at it, saw the business card match the resume and just said, wait, 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 come back here. And we got to talking and I joined this, what was called the MLPs, the Marketing Leadership Program. It was a rotational program at Discover Financial where I got to be in a bunch of different areas of the company really quickly with a bunch of other people my age and kind of get exposure to all the different types of roles that you could have in the marketing world. Fantastic. So you worked there actually for three years mm-hmm. before you moved to Mark USA as an account manager. And Mark USA, once again, is a privately held advertising company. So you did the marketing thing and then you moved over to an ad agency. What did you do as an account manager? And were there new skills that you learned in that role that you didn't? know about when you were at Discover? Yeah, it was an interesting transition. When I was at Discover, I got to do a lot of different roles. I did the creative services role, which was kind of like being at an ad agency, but internal. I got to be on the email marketing team and I got to be on the data and like marketing team. And my last role there was very data heavy and I'm much more creative. So I kind of hit a point where I was like, I need to be around creative people. And I wanted to be more on the design side. I just hadn't found an opportunity yet. So I was interviewing at ad agencies and it was kind of funny at the end of the interview. And this kind of goes into getting a job doesn't always necessarily mean you've got the right job. So I'm really good at getting jobs, which sometimes worked against me because I would get the job that wasn't right for me. And I remember at the end of the interview, the head of creative goes, are you sure you want to be an account person? Because everything that you just presented to us, I had to put together this really intense presentation that I spent a lot of time working on in Prezi with Zoom-ins and all sorts of different stuff. And he goes, are you sure you don't want to be on the creative team? And I was like, is there an opening on the creative team? And he goes, no. And I go, then I guess I'll be an account person. And it was a really interesting role. I got to learn a lot about how creative is made for YouTube, for radio, for just print and everything, how brands are developed. I was in the radio booth sometimes. It was, it was a fascinating role for a lot of different reasons. But the biggest thing I learned was how to communicate with clients. A big piece of an account manager's role is just being that liaison between the design team, the developers, and the client who just wants things done. And so you have to explain why that can't get done in that way on that timeline, and then turn around and be like, how can we get this done quicker? And being that sort of liaison, I think that's even how I pitched myself because I had that design and a marketing background. So I was like, I can be the translator between the client side and the creative side. And it was, pretty, it, it, it was exactly that. It was exactly what I was expecting. 
it wasn't eventually right for me, but it, it was the next step that I needed in my career. You mentioned in the interview, you had put together some kind of presentation. What was that? And how much time did you spend preparing this presentation for this interview? Yeah. An incredible amount of time. <laughs> so it was a take-home assignment, as most companies have. And I had actually quit my job before trying to transition into advertising because I was working in the suburbs and my commute was two hours each way. So yeah, it was pretty intense. And so there really wasn't much time to network, wasn't much time to go on interviews or really do anything. And so I kind of hit a point where I was like, I need to dedicate myself to the job search. I don't know if I'd recommend that to people. I burned through half my savings doing it, but at the time... But it, it worked for me. And I had a side project going and they had assigned me this take-home assignment. And it was, I think it was to come up with some sort of brand. If you, if they gave you like a, a, a shoe or something. And they said, if you were going to rebrand this and relaunch it, what would it look like? And I don't remember the details of it, but I'm sure I could find it somewhere. And yeah, I, I went all out. I just, I had printouts that I handed to everyone in the meeting and I had spent, and Prezi is this like presentation software that you can embed images within images and it has this like tracking system. So as you hit the next slide, it zooms into like the word. I've stopped using Prezi because it gets really complicated really quick, but it was super fun and super new at the time. And I was just having a blast with it. I, I'd been desperate to be creative for two, three years and I just put everything I had into that presentation. And yeah, it really, it really did. It worked. It was, it was a good time. It seems like an odd assignment to give someone who they said, admittedly, this was not a creative role. You were more interfacing, translating between the creative and the client. Well, but. I don't think this, the assignment was to put together something as creative as that. I think the assignment was just give us a presentation. They were expecting maybe three or four slides. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and, and I just was like, I got all this creative energy and I don't sleep much. So let's do it. <laughs> okay. So you stayed at Mark for two years before mm -hmm. moving to Udacity. And that was 2017 when you moved. This is the online learning platform mm -hmm. with a tech focus in their classes. You were a project manager and a senior career advisor. So can you break down for us? what you were doing wearing these two different hats? Well, so there was a lot of things between those two transitions. I, I started a side business with that same buddy that I started the marketing association with. I left advertising to go try and be entrepreneurial. I found after the entrepreneurial project ended, I found some contracts. And then that's how I got in, introduced with Udacity. And so I actually... I made that pivot from marketing to coaching in that time frame. I was doing a podcast. We had someone on from themuse.com and they had us stay on after the podcast and said, we're launching this coaching program and it sounds a lot like the marketing coaching you're doing. Would you want to be on our platform? And that was the first I'd ever heard of career coaching. And so I got on that platform, did that for about six months. And then I sort of hit this fork in the road between going all in on marketing again or going all in on coaching. And I remember having a journal entry where I'm like, 
okay, think you're going to try and be a coach. Yes, you're a coach. Go, go try and be a coach. And I was like trying to convince myself to leave marketing. It seemed like a more solid career than coaching. And that's where I just started cobbling together contracts. I was working with three or four different schools and Udacity was one of them. And I just started as a, as a career coach. And so I was a contract career coach for about six months before my manager went on maternity leave. And then I was brought on full time to be a senior sort of career coach, program manager, and run the, their high end coaching platform at the time, which had a job search guarantee and it had a lot of different aspects to it. And my job was to get as many of those people jobs as possible and limit the number of returns as possible, the number of guarantees, and just really start building out that program. And then once my manager came back, I moved into a different role in that program manager space, creating other kinds of projects until the company eventually pivoted a little bit away from coaching into more of a B2B space, or at least that was my understanding at the time. What do you think you learned at Udacity in or Udacity? Sorry, I keep pronouncing it wrong. I I think it's both. (laughs) Okay. So what did you learn at that company that you brought with you into your own company, Career Therapy? Well, the big thing I learned about that company is that if you don't, if you're not part of a school, you have very little, you have, you have almost no support system for your job search. So people who are at a school like Udacity or General Assembly or any of these places that I work, they have a built-in careers track, built-in coaches, built-in support. And still a lot of people don't take advantage of it, which blows my mind. But what I noticed was that if you're not part of one of these schools and paying exorbitant amounts of money, you don't have it, which means you're just alone. And I compared it to my own career transitions when I would quit jobs. And I'm like, it's like really difficult to motivate yourself and keep yourself accountable and all those different things. And so I actually started career therapy as a meetup group. That's, that was the whole idea. I had a job. It wasn't even supposed to be anything big. I, I have like six meetup groups. And the Wednesday before the first meetup, we were going to meet at the Chicago Athletic Association. And the Wednesday before the first meetup, I got news that I was being laid off. And <laughs> it was so funny because I showed up that Saturday and I was like, Hey, everyone, I'm Martin. I started this meetup group to support people who feel isolated in their job search. And I need it as much as you today. So it's good to see you all. <laughs> and that was kind of the starting point for me for my own, my own business. And within a couple of weeks, I'd gotten a few contracts back under my belt and I was back to work. But then that idea of like, well, I've got this career therapy thing here. Let's start developing that. And the meetups grew into events, which grew into actual coaching, which grew into this program that I run now. And I've just let it kind of evolve over time. I haven't put too too much pressure on it. That's so interesting. I thought that you were going to say you learned how to build online classes from Udacity because you have the Unstuck in Six which is one of your online courses. It's definitely a a skill that I learned there, 100%. I built many, many programs at that company. Though I'd been creating courses for quite some time. I actually created a course before I was at Udacity called Discover Your Inner Awesome, a name that I still can't stand, but that's what we called it. (laughs) I like it. It it has its moments. 
And it was a course on marketing and personal branding and career development. Although we sort of had it under the entrepreneurial side hustle kind of window at the time. And so what I'm doing with coaching actually stems from that. It's a lot of the same materials, but focused on the job seeker rather than the entrepreneur. And so, yeah, it's, but I I would say Udacity really showed me how to hone my coaching skill, my coaching process. That's actually one of the biggest things is how do you walk someone through a program and a process? That was, that was a big takeaway from that business. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.